to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week's broadcast is the second message in the three-message series titled, A Perfect Mix Makes True Friends. Bishop Clark uses the first book of Samuel, chapter 20, verse 17, as the background scripture for part one of the message, Reaffirm Your Oath to Friendship. We could go along the seas, listen to karaoke around this time. With friends sailing the seas in the boat. When you rock your boat, when your boat is rocking, you need to be around friends. <laughs> when things aren't going well in your life, don't isolate yourself. Isolation is the first stage of assassination. It's the tendency of our generation or this generation to kind of I don't want anyone in my business and I'm just going to stand by myself. But that's not godly. That's not godly. God wants you to get over those fears and begin to reach out again. I think I shared it with you that distrust is a prison. Distrust is a prison. What the enemy wants to do is lock you up into distrust. Because the heart cannot function or flow when you can't trust anyone. It's even worse than betrayal. Betrayal came to pass, but distrust sticks with you forever. Your heart is not designed to pump and to flow and to pump and to release blood into all of the systems of your body, to work with the other 11 systems in your body being clogged up. That's why if the heart in the physical realm is hurt or if it stops beating or doing what it's designed to do, it will stop pumping blood into the other systems and actually termination is that which would follow. So what we want to do is preserve life. Your heart needs to constantly beat. And it's beating when it's trusting. It's beating when it's trusting. Anyone can say, I don't, I don't trust anyone. And I already know that. I've been pastoring for years. I know thousands of people who can't trust. But God's people must trust. Actually, your faith is tied to trust. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Total trust and reliance on God's word. <laughs> so you have to have an element of trust in the word of God. And God has so designed it that you can't just believe his word without loving someone else. Vertical and horizontal. I think I gave you a story of a little girl who came to our table maybe Tuesday night of last week and her mother was trying to get her, you know, trying to get her attention, but she wouldn't move. This little girl looked at us and said, you are my friends. These are my friends. It really touched me deeply because she hadn't been tainted by the world. I believe she hadn't, she hadn't been spoiled by the sins of this world or shapen 
We know that we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, but we're talking about this girl was innocent. You could look in her eyes. There was something in her that made her say that I believe the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He said, I'm speaking through the child. You're my friends. I think I heard God say that. I call you friend. Amen. And that's what I want to hear in our ministry during this season. You are my friend. I call you friends. Amen. Just reach out to people. You'll be amazed what will happen when you reach out. I think I gave you uh, six essentials uh, to friendship. The first one is affection. It means to love. That's what the Hebrew word for affection means. One who loves. And that's what we want you to do. Just try to love again. Love is always giving. Doesn't mean you allow yourself to be taken advantage of, but it is the act of giving, not taking. So if someone is always taking from you, you know they're lusting and they're not giving. That is not love. Love is always on the giving end. But to sustain it, it must be. To sustain it, it must be reciprocated. That means you show love and love comes back to you. The second one was constancy. Love never quits. It never turns away or deserts. Love won't leave you in Arabia. When we were doing our, our uh, Level Up Festival, I think at the end I shared, to shared with those who hung out with us, I said, you didn't leave your bishop in Arabia. I know it's cold out here. But you hung out there. We've learned some things. We won't have a, a four-hour meeting. It'll be like two and a half hours. But you hung out there with us, and uh, it, it just taught me some things about the tenacity of our people. That's what love does. Even if you were cold, you were shivering, but you hung out with me. Whew, whew, I believe they'll get done in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> kept serving, kept loving, kept flowing, and I just appreciate you all. Third word was transparency. Friendship requires honesty. You don't have to be blunt with it or harsh with it, but it requires honesty. And you can be honest without being open. You can say what you feel and still remain closed. It also represents openness. Light shines through transparent objects. Real friends can see into your soul and you allow them to do it. Everybody can't be real close to you, but there should be someone in your life that can see the real you. Amen. True friends learn how to walk together. Real friends don't just know the truth about each other. They know the whole truth. And the passage of scripture that really opened up to me is out of 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. If we walk in the light, the scripture teaches, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us 
from all sins. So if we walk in the light as Christ is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, which simply means it is real dangerous to have a relationship of close proximity with people without Christ being the center. Now, there are people who say, I have close friends. You have close friends. Listen, friendship was never designed to operate outside of Christ. He orchestrates it. He's the one that can dictate it, and he prepares hearts for it. Friendship first started in Eden. It didn't start in the world. It started in Eden. It started in Eden, in God's environment. It is not good that man would be alone. He brought a partner in. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, she shall be called woman. For she was taken out of man. That's where it starts. With God in the center. When man excludes God, or woman pushes back from God, what comes in if God is light? Okay, darkness. Now, I'm just showing you here, it is, it is not proper to cook a cake in a room where you have no light. It's not good to change diapers if there's no light. It's not good to cook soup if you can't see what you're putting in the pot. If you have multiple people coming in and out of the kitchen just dropping things. You may think you're adding salt. But you could be adding uh, almond, hammer, almond hammer bacon soda. There's a little difference. You may think you're adding flour. You could be adding baby powder. How would you know if there's no light? Friendship is designed to function when there's brilliant light, not darkness. Notice the scripture here. Oh, I love this. If we walk in the light, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that means you're trying to relate to God properly. Not with friends first, with God. We have fellowship one with another. Fellowship is possible when we walk in the light as he's in the light. We have fellowship then with one another. And Jesus cleanses our sin, which simply means when you're transparent, things will surface and God will skim it off. You're not supposed to hide your sin. People say, okay, I'm friends to so-and-so who knows what I deal with and they protect it. That's like saying I'm friends with someone who knows I'm cut and they won't give me antiseptic because they know it'll burn. If your friend doesn't give you an antiseptic, that friend is becoming a part of the disease. You need antiseptic to clean out these cuts and bruises so you can heal properly. Remember, friendship is designed to be in the light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The fourth one was candor. Please write it down. Friends speak with straight words or straight word honesty. 
simplicity, plainness of speech. True friends aren't trying to be deep. Give you 15 words you've never heard before just to explain something simple. True friends give it to you so you can understand it. And anytime you're making a transition in your life, you really need candor and certainty. Two words. You need to be certain, know what you're doing, and you need candor. Someone to tell you the real deal. You want to go into the military, talk with someone who's done it. They'll give you candor. They'll speak with candor. This is what you need to think about when you do this. And certainty. Why? Because they've done it before. If you think you're good at it, find an expert at it, at what you think you're good at, and then emulate them. If you think you're good at something, find someone who's an expert at it, and then emulate them. Every worship leader should have someone that they draw from weekly. Every preacher should have someone that does it a little better. Every singer should have someone that does it better than you. Every teacher should have someone that's been doing it longer in your portfolio, I'm sorry, in your cell phone that you can draw from. What happens when we isolate out, I got this. I've got it. I know what I'm doing. Every hairdresser needs somebody that can do hair. They can say, why don't you think about this? Did you hear about this new product? Maybe you need to try this now. When you have those kinds of people in your life, you'll continue to grow. Because one of the benefits of friendship is that God wants you to continue to grow. That's why I used to hear songs, I've been running for Jesus a long time, I'm not tired yet, I'm not tired yet, I'm not tired yet, I'm not tired. Okay, I'm not tired. But have you grown while you've been running? Are you still the same way, same thought, same religious attitude, same function? You become a little bit more open to others. Thank you, Lord. One of the things I'm asking God to help me with is to help me to relate to other ethnicities better. I'm pretty good at it, but I'm not the person that would just crack into a room and start speaking to everybody. Hey, how's it going? So what's going on? How many children do you have? You know? I was always taught that that's intrusive. This is what was modeled from my parents. That's intrusive. You don't ask people personal questions. But other than that, ethnic groups weren't raised by Agnes. <laughs> They'll bust right in the room and start asking questions. And I know, next thing I know, they're doing business. That may be a requirement to do business. To be a little bit more forward in your suggestion. To use your influence to bend things. Not to manipulate, but to kind of get it to go your way. The early bird gets the worm, right? What about the one that speaks first? will get the attention. Try it. It's not a sin. It's not a sin to speak first. It's not a sin when everybody else says, wow, you look forward. Who, who's, who's governing who's forward or not? We're living in a season now where we need to be able to pull people by their coattail to say, you're a little too forward versus trying to push them out. Because they're constantly pushing back on what God is telling them to do. It's good. It's good. 
What about I'm running for Jesus? And then you got leaders that say, okay, okay, you're running for Jesus, but you didn't put on shoes. We want you to run for Jesus, but remember the next time to put your shoes on. You got the breastplate on, but you don't have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We want you to run, but make sure you're dressed up. Number five is empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and adjust to someone else's emotional state. You can't be on autopilot if you have empathy. You must be able to back it up, make the adjustment, and synchronize with another person's emotional state to plug in to hot sink with where they are. This is the Bible even speaks to it. There's a time and a season for everything. Rejoice with the ones that rejoice. Mourn with the ones that's mourning. And if a person, if your friend is mourning, how can you laugh? I was at a funeral on, on Saturday and uh, one of the things I noticed with where we, we need training, we need training, okay? Uh, I'm standing there at the hearse, I'm the officiant, I'm the one there, and people are walking up to me, greeting me while the body is going into the, the hearse. And they're laughing, hey, you look good. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm on my job. There's a family that I'm dealing with. And you want to have a conversation, but it's not now. Now is not the time. And I notice you see people that are not grieving, as soon as they walk out of the funeral, they're in their little conversations while the family is still hurting. I want that to be understood with our leaders. Don't get caught up with that. When someone is grieving, we all should grieve. And if you grieve properly, eventually you'll snap up out of it. When someone is mourning, we all should mourn. That doesn't mean you have to walk around with your head down, but empathy. And then when you get away, you can go into your own normal state. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's the power of presence. Number six is trust. True friends keep confidence. They're off the phone, they're off Twitter, they don't text about everything they hear. Scripture talks about whisperers, whisperers, whisperers. Whisper, don't tell nobody. You know, it's just between me and you. It's just between me and you. Can I trust you? Let's look at Proverbs 16 and 28. A dishonest man spreads strife. And a whisperer, a whisperer, it's just between me and you, separates close friends. Watch that whispering tendency. And then in Proverbs 17 and 9, it says, whoever covers offense seeks love. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. This is one of the things that hurt friendship more than you could ever realize is when you tell someone else something you know about a friend, whispering about it, 
one of the reasons why you are a friend is because you should be able to control what you say to others. Protect their heart. Whispers, whisperers share information, whether true or false. They just keep spreading it. They're like the newscast. They're like social media. Just keep spreading stuff, even if it's false. They don't redact it or recant. They don't didact. Didact means to speak. Uh, if God speaks didactically, he's speaking personally. That's not the word I'm looking for. But uh, what happens when a, when a newscast puts out information and they have to come back and renounce it or pull it back? Retract. That's the word I'm looking for. A lot of people don't retract. This is the danger about lies. If you tell a lie, especially purposefully, even if this is what God hates lies, even if you ask for forgiveness, to really correct the lie, you got to go to everyone you told and everyone they told and everyone they told and everyone they told and ask for forgiveness and give them the true story. And usually it never happens. So there are people who are believing the lie. Even though you ask for forgiveness. And that's why in the local church, we can't have whispering spirits. You can't be one way in a person's face and another way behind their back. Candor, constancy, commitment and transparency. So let's reaffirm our oath to friendship. I found a poem that I think is apropos, please listen. Just reaffirm your sacred oath. Obey the law of the Father. Early morning, devotion, love and faith are together. So reaffirm your sacred oath as you raise your right hand. Never break your solemn swear or affirmation. Always follow God's command. Promise to God. Promise to God is uttered. Emanating from the throat. Do renew your holy pledge. And reaffirm your sacred oath. And reaffirm your sacred oath. And reaffirm your sacred oath. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you 
at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1768. That's reference number 1768. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you, and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer. <laughs>